Good morning, everyone. Genesis chapter 25. In Genesis, Genesis 25, we have the death of Abraham. And I love what it says there that in verse 7, these are all the years of Abraham's life that he lived, 175 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a ripe old age, an old man and satisfied with life, and he was gathered to his people. You know, Abraham had a, a blessing on his life, and he got to see God's promise in Isaac come true, and uh, he enjoyed being able to look back on his life and seeing God's provision, and and then his life came to an end. Um, it is interesting that yesterday, uh, Matthew Perry died. Uh, you know, obviously, I've seen the show Friends. I wasn't uh, a regular watcher of the show, but I know who he is. He was around my age. I think he, I think I heard he was fifty-four, and he is no more. You know, his life came to an end. And uh, I was listening to a message yesterday, and the hourglass, just just that term, hourglass was mentioned and for some reason it it's really resonated in my mind and if you can picture you know the sand in an hourglass and you know eventually as far as our time here on earth the sand's going to run out um but we don't know how much time is left but we know that the the sand is 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 running through that hourglass and everyone's died and here Abraham, the patriarch of God's family, his time had come to an end. And it's just a great reminder. You know, time is going to end one day for us on earth. And may we be able to look back at the end of our life and, and although not perfect, be able to say, you know what, God is my Lord, my Savior. I've seen him carry me through life. And when my end comes, it's not going to be the end because I'm going to be with the Lord. This reminds me of the story of Luke 16 where there was the rich man and the poor man at the gate. And Jesus shares the story. And the poor man in this particular story was carried to Abraham's side. So Abraham went to an Old Testament heaven and someone was taken to his side and was on the right side of the chasm as you read about in Luke 16. And Abraham was there, and those who believe in Jesus will be there too. But let's live as though we know our lives aren't going to last forever. You know, the Psalm 90 has always been one of my favorite psalms, and it says, Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And essentially realizing that our days are numbered, it helps us to direct our lives and to have greater wisdom on what we're here for, because we know our time's going to come to an end. But Abraham had a blessed life, and I feel very blessed to have life in the name of Jesus. So now we go to the story of uh, Abraham's sons, and we get the descendants of Ishmael. And as you know, Ishmael and Isaac ended up, although they, they were there at the, the burial of Abraham, 
these two sets of brothers went in different directions. And Ishmael settled uh, in verse 18 from Havilah to Shur, which is east of Egypt. As one goes towards Assyria, he settled in defiance of all his relatives. And, you know, from Ishmael, we got um, the Arab nation. And we have now enemies between, you know, the Arab Muslim nation and also between Israel. And it's just interesting how God knows about all of that all along. And, you know, you could we could ask why. Like, why, why, you know, why does this happen? Why are there enemies like that? And I, I don't know all the answers. Uh, for whatever reason, God has in his world um, people who have been in defiance to Israel. And, you know, one day there's roars and rumors of wars and there's end-time prophetic things that are going to happen and there's going to be continue to be division between uh, Israel and the nations surrounding it, and it's just part of God's design plan. And I, I I don't know the answers why, but we can just trust God. What what I take comfort in though is that all the way back here in Genesis, God knew, God knew there would be this kind of division. So He's not surprised in what we have going on in Israel right now, and the division between Hamas and Israel and Hezbollah and Iran. God is not. He's not surprised. God knows. He knew, and this is just part of uh, the world that that He created. And um, may we follow God even within it. And that's carried forth now as we get into Isaac's sons. And you know, Isaac has a wife named Rebecca, and she is in her conception. She's got two boys in her womb. And literally they're struggling and she's struggling with the pregnancy and they're struggling in the womb. And she says, why is it this way? And in verse 22, so she went to inquire of the Lord and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples will be separated from your body. And one people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger, which isn't normally, uh, the case, by the way, the older son, the one that would come out first, so she or she's got two boys in the room, that would be the right of the firstborn, and usually that one would be the one that would get the estate and be kind of the heir, but she's already being told while they're in her womb that the older shall serve the younger, so the boy that comes out second, which is going to be Jacob, and Esau is the one who's going to come out first, so he's older. Normally Esau would get or have the birthright, but they're saying that Jacob is the one that's going to be blessed of the two, and that Esau, the older, will serve Jacob, the younger. So she goes ahead and has those boys, and Esau indeed comes out first, and Jacob comes out holding his heel. He comes out second. And later on, uh, Esau grows up to be a hunter, and Jacob grows more to be a homebody. Uh, a peaceful man living in tents. Now, you know, listen to this this division. There's just there's so much dysfunction, and I think that's the second lesson that I want us to see today. There's so much dysfunction in God's family, whether it be Abraham and the lives that he made, 
regarding Sarah, his wife, uh, the things that they took into their own hands, like having a child through Hagar, uh, which then became Ishmael and the Ishmaelites. And now we see, listen to this. Now, Isaac loved Esau, so he favored Isaac, Esau, because he had a taste for game, and Esau was a hunter. But Rebekah loved Jacob. So we have like this division where, you know, the father and mother are really showing favoritism to their different children. And and we just have division. Now, God said there was going to be division between these two, and sure enough, there was. And when Jacob had cooked the stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was famished. And Esau said to Jacob, Please let me have a swallow of that red stuff there, for I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom, which means red. This is Esau. But Jacob said, First sell me your birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am about to die. So of what use then is the birthright to me? And what a interesting thing. So Esau then in this story, because he's hungry, and he's I believe he's totally exaggerating about, I'm going to die if I don't eat right now. And he's just hungry, and he quickly sells his birthright to Jacob. And what you know, what foolishness, what foolhardiness. And at the same time, as much as we want to criticize Esau for he was the older and should have had the birthright, and much as we want to criticize him right now for easily selling it, God foretold that something of this nature would happen and that Esau would serve Jacob and that Jacob would be the greater one. So Jacob said, first swear to me. So he swore to him, Esau did, and he sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went on his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So it's actually showing that Esau just didn't show much care for his birthright and foolishly did that. And yet, somehow in God's providence, something to this extent was going to happen you know, later we'll find out that Esau went and marries an Ishmaelite and he becomes essentially an enemy of Jacob, which became Israel. And here we are again with the division that takes place between Israel and their neighbors. You know, I get back to two things briefly. Well, three, one, we're all going to die. And, you know, may we live for the Lord while we're here. Two, I think we should praise God for this. He uses dysfunctional people. You know, and sometimes that's me. Uh, sometimes that might be you. And praise God that he does want to use us even though we make mistakes. And he used people who made mistakes all throughout the Bible. Number three, I don't know why. I don't know why all this division between family members and you know, why people had to go different ways. I can't give you all the answers why there's going to be dysfunction between Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau. But what I do know is God's not surprised. He knew we can trust him. There's a reason for it all. So instead, I just take it in. I just take it in. I learn the scriptures. I learn what happened and learn what we can from it. I don't always know the why, but I know that God knows and I trust him. And we're going to get into chapter 26 next. God bless you all.